0: Weeks before we started our sermon series on builders, and today we are in the final sermon of the sermon series called Builders. How many of us are happy this morning that we are going to be done with the series called Builders? Amen. So I believe God has called each one of us to build. Can you say build? god has called each one of us to build not to destroy so we are all in fact called as builders of god can you say this morning one more time one more final time i am a builder Yes, God has called each one of us as builders. So as we begin the sermon in this series, we always begin with or by taking an oath called the builder's oath. Are you ready this morning? Shall we all arise as we take the builder's oath? As we see that in the screen, I would encourage you to read and along with me as we read, mean what you read. Builder's oath, shall we go ahead? I believe that I am called to build, not to destroy i believe that i'm called to build on the foundation of christ that is god's word i'm called to build myself up not to destroy i'm called to build my family not to destroy i'm called to build my marriage not to destroy i'm called to build my church not to destroy i'm called to build my nation not to destroy i'm also called to encourage one another and to build each other up I will be faithful to my call to build it. I will take all the efforts to build it. Even if it requires me to sacrifice my time, my effort, my ego, my status, I will still look for opportunities to build others. I will rejoice over seeing other lives being built by me. I will join with my fellow builders to build the kingdom of God on this earth without any national, lingual, racial, color and denominational discriminations in Jesus name Amen please be seated we are doing a sermon series called Builders last week we talked about Legacy Builders how important it is for us to leave a legacy when we all leave from the face of this earth so today as the eighth sermon in this series of builders we are going to talk about kingdom builders can you say with me kingdom builders kingdom out loud kingdom builders kingdom oh when i say out loud i found that the device has gone down <laughs> so shall we say again kingdom builders kingdom little more louder kingdom builders kingdom amen builders. so we are called to build the kingdom of god what is kingdom of god what his kingdom includes what his kingdom contains we are going to talk a little bit about before we really get into the sermon just as an introduction what is kingdom of God Bible says Psalm says the kingdom of God includes the heaven and everything that is in the universe if you read Psalm 103 verse 9 with me as we get that on the screen can you read together the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all God has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all this morning we are trying to understand what is God's kingdom Bible also says God's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom can you say everlasting His kingdom never stops. It is an everlasting kingdom. It is a continuous kingdom, ongoing kingdom. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian king, he declared in Daniel chapter 4, verse 3. Can you read with me? Daniel Daniel chapter 4, verse 3. He says, how great are his signs and how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation looks like God's kingdom was there and it continues to be there and it it, it will continue to be there in the future and his kingdom goes from one generation to other generation in fact we are the kingdom bearers we take the kingdom from one generation and we hand it over to the other generation Bible also says it is not just an earthly kingdom, it is a heavenly kingdom. If you can read with me the words of Jesus from John chapter 18, verse 36, shall we read together? Jesus answered and what did he say? My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight for it so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. His kingdom is not from this world. Because his kingdom doesn't belong to this world, Jesus gave himself to die at the cross. His kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. His kingdom is a heavenly kingdom. Bible also says, in fact, Jesus said this, his kingdom is an invisible kingdom. What is invisible? Anybody here? What is invisible? Which will not be seen. seen, Something which we cannot see. So Jesus said, shall we read those verses together? Luke Luke chapter 17, verses 20 and 21. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees, when the, kingdom, when the kingdom of God would come, what did he say? He answered and said to them, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. That means kingdom of God will not be just visible, visible outwardly. Verse 21, nor will they say, see here and see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is where is within you. So we are trying to get the biblical definition of the kingdom of God. Jesus said the kingdom of God is not visible kingdom. You know, today there are many kings and many kingdoms. They were there and even today they are there. But they are all visible kingdom. But Jesus said, my kingdom is not a visible kingdom. Nobody can see. Because where is that kingdom? It's inside of us. It is within Can you all say within us? The kingdom is within me. Put your hands like this and just say kingdom is within me yes. kingdom is within us kingdom is all within all of us so how do we define the kingdom of God this is what this is how I could define the kingdom of God can you get that please kingdom of God shall we read together and try to understand kingdom of God is a sphere of God's influence over the lives of those who are willingly following Christ in submission to his authority shall we read that again kingdom of God is a sphere of god's influence over the lives of those who are willingly following christ in submission to his authority god disenforces kingdom upon us we are willingly following christ and we are willingly submitting ourselves to the authority of our king and this kingdom is going to be overthrown sorry this kingdom is going to overthrow the human kingdom forgive me this kingdom is going to overthrow can you say overthrow so this kingdom the kingdom of god is going to overthrow the human kingdom and subdue the demonic kingdom or satanic kingdom and this kingdom is going to reign eternally from everlasting to everlasting today we see many kings and kingdoms and the Bible says all these human kingdoms are going to be overthrown. And who is going to be the king forever? Jesus. Amen. Jesus, our king of kings, is going to be the king over ever. We read that in Revelation chapter one, chapter eleven, verse fifteen. Can you read these beautiful scriptures? If do we have that? We don't have that. Maybe. So I'll read that for you. Revelation chapter eleven, verse fifteen. Then the seventh angel sounded and there were loud voices in heaven saying the kingdom or kingdoms of this world have become can you read? look at the screen the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ and he shall reign forever and ever shall read it again then the seventh angel one day the day is going to come and when 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 christ comes He's going to come back to this world and when before he going to judge the world you know during the time the seven-year period of tribulation you know what is happening that's what we read there then the seventh angel sounded and there were loud voices in heaven saying what did we hear the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever so we are called kingdom builders god is asking each one of us to be part of this kingdom and to build this kingdom to build the kingdom of god remember we are not building an earthly kingdom we are building a spiritual kingdom can you say spiritual kingdom the spiritual kingdom is far beyond our imagination the spiritual kingdom is much bigger than that anything that we could think it is huge kingdom It includes every believer every follower of Lord Jesus Christ who were there who are there and who will continue to be there across the globe it is a huge kingdom and you know in fact we can't really build it even though today morning we are talking about building the kingdom of God we can't really build it how do we build such a such a huge kingdom So we need to understand what do we really mean by saying that we are kingdom builders jesus said the kingdom of heaven is already there the kingdom of god is already there and it is within you when jesus came to this world in fact he brought the kingdom of heaven to this world and when he spoke the word people when they received the word and when they started following, the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God went into them. It was inside of them. Today, even though the kingdom of God is not visible, the little bit of the flavor of the kingdom of God is little seen in the church today. Are we kingdom people? Yes, we belong to the heavenly kingdom. And who is our king? Out loud, who is our king? Jesus is our King Jesus is our King now how do we build the kingdom of God on this earth Jesus said in fact I will build my church Matthew 16 18 will not go there he said I will build my church and gates of hell shall not prevail against it who will build a church Jesus. Jesus not the pastor not the church board none of us who builds again jesus builds a church so jesus is the kingdom builder then why do we say that we are kingdom builders why do we say that we are kingdom i want you to understand this in a major construction site if you go there there's a huge building that is getting built and the builder would have invested in the construction the builder would have designed the plan the builder would have you know estimated the work And builder would have had all the wealth that is needed for the construction. And who is the builder? The person who has invested, the person who has designed that building. But he appoints construction workers, all carpenters, electricians, plumbers, masons, and welders, crane operators, you know, many of them were deployed. Now, who are all building the builder together? Was is it only the builder or everyone together? everyone together who are all appointed so each one is a builder in the same way in the kingdom of god even the christ jesus is a master builder can you say master builder and we are all builders in the kingdom of god we are all builders in the kingdom of god we are not really building buildings but we are building lives can you say lives so in the kingdom of god it's certainly different from the rest of the kingdoms today are not really building builders we are not establishing governments and rules and legislations but instead we are building lives we are building people we are building the citizens of the kingdom of god you know citizens of the kingdom of god they are the most valuable one now we talked about a couple of weeks before people are really not the depreciable asset; they are appreciable assert the more we pour into their lives their value increases and god is on the business of building his kingdom and he is using you and me to build his kingdom and really we are building the people the citizens of the kingdom of god you know when will this be done when will the kingdom be fully built I was asking a couple of questions. When this kingdom will be fully built? The kingdom will be fully built when we get the last citizen of the kingdom walking into the presence of God. Amen that's where missionaries are today everywhere every part of the nation they are going into jungles finding out where the gospel needs to be preached who is the last person in the kingdom of God until the last person walks into the kingdom of God this kingdom is going to be built because we are building lives and who started this kingdom building on the face of this earth yes exactly jesus started at some point of time he said the son of man has to come has come to seek and to save that which was lost the moment jesus went behind the one sheep that was lost he started building the kingdom on the face of this earth because he found that one life was so valuable this evening this morning as we speak jesus is still in the business of building his kingdom We are called kingdom builders because Jesus wanted us to continue to build the kingdom of God on the face of this earth. As I said, he is the master builder. How do we build the kingdom of God? Now we are finally coming to the the question of the sermon. How do we build the kingdom of God? Can you ask the question to me? How do I build the kingdom? Out loud? can you ask that again to me? How do I build the kingdom? Right, that's what I'm going to say now. That's what exactly I'm going to say. There are four different ways we can build the kingdom of God on the face of this earth. All just simple understanding. Number one, by building welcome centers. Can you say welcome center? That's so easy. When we go from one province, how many of you have seen the welcome center? It is in the border of New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. Nobody? Oh Yes, okay. A couple of you. Yes right so welcome centers are established at the border at the boundary of states or provinces or even cities so what the welcome center is supposed to do any idea supposed to welcome people right that's simple supposed to welcome people so welcome centers are built at the border and now when you go there visitors get there and they feel they are received when you go into the welcome center right come on in just wh- how are you you know there is somebody always to wish you and ask you what's going on how can he help you you know we feel that we are welcome there so visitors are welcomed there there are lots of informations that are kept there we see there, there are, there are brochures and souvenir and they're all kept there for us to go and find and take some of the T-shirts hanging with that particular province, uh, printed on it, some of the booklets, some of the maps, and you know, it's all available there in a welcome center. And when we go there, we can, it depends on you know, how big the welcome center is, you just go there, have coffee, and then sit there, chat with people, just there are things to look at and just spend some time before you drive further into the state or the province that's how the welcome center is built so we're talking about how do we build the kingdom of God on the face of this year number one we are saying we need to build welcome center Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 can you read with me now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God Bible says, Paul says, once you were strangers, and now they're built a welcome center, and that welcome center received you. Now you are no more stranger and foreigner, but you are a fellow member of the household of God. Think about our own life. Some point of time we had nothing to do with God. We were not even thinking about god we were not even praying to god our lives had nothing to do with god but someone helped us to receive the love of christ in our lives and we walked into that welcome center that received us into the presence of god and once we are in the welcome center we are welcomed and we are no more strangers and foreigners this morning I'm telling you, God is calling us to build such a welcome center It can be your life, it can be your home, it can be your church. God is asking us to call, build welcome centers so that He can call, He can invite strangers, those who do not know Christ, those who are wandering there. I remember when we moved to the city of Halifax in the year 20, 2010, 2011, 2012. During that time, some kind of them there. We came to know that a girl who lives, lives and lived in the city, and during the weekend, she had no place to go, because she started her career, life here in Canada as a living home. Give, live in home care. giver. is that right? Okay, right So, so she started her life that way, in the city. And during the week, she's supposed to take care of somebody there in that house living there but weekend everybody is there at home and they don't want her they said you just get out go go somewhere and we came to know that this girl was roaming around walking around without having a place to go and we brought her home and we said you can stay in our home how much time do you want during the weekend you go weekdays you can go and work and then weekends if you don't have a place to go you can come and stay in our house The moment we said that such a joy in her face such a hope in her face and she felt that she's part of the home part of the building part of the part of the family and she lived with us for a couple of months what I'm trying to say is you know there are people outside of us today they look like they're strangers and they don't have a place to go and you and i are builders of the kingdom god is asking us to build welcome centers your life can be a welcome center your life can invite people your life can call people to come to you your life can be a an open place where people can come and get help people can come and get strengthened people can come and pour all that that they are going through in their lives and you can be a comforter there. morning god wants you to be a welcome center builder disciples are called to build a relationship i don't know how we understand the scripture but this is how we are going to understand the scripture this morning matthew chapter 28 verses 18 to 20 can we read together matthew chapter 28 verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, what did he say? Can you read with me? All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make what? Make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have have commanded you and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen jesus said you go out and preach the gospel preach the gospel is not just preaching there you repent and be baptized preaching the gospel is just touching their lives preaching the gospel is just rubbing their lives in your workplaces in your community in your society just go and find out what is happening in their lives disciples are called to build relationship with people today The church is the welcome center we want to welcome people coming into this place we want to welcome people coming to this place with an idea of having or getting introduced to the living god amen so number one we saw we are builders of welcome centers god wants us to build the kingdom of god number two question is how do we build the kingdom of god number two we are builders of lighthouses We are building lighthouses how many of you have built lighthouses here no nobody god is calling us to build lighthouses what the lighthouse does it gives direction for whom for the ships so it gives direction for the ships exactly thank you good answer so lighthouses kept for safe travel of people who are traveling in the ocean the ships that are traveling there, they guide them to their safe harbor, or they warn them, saying that don't come here, just go away. Whatever way the signal is communicated to the captain of the ship. The lighthouse is built in such a way that people are kept safe. And this morning, how do we build the kingdom of God? God is asking us to build lighthouses. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. Can you come with me? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. For you were, read with me, for you were once. Darkness, but now you are light in the world. Walk as children of light. Jesus said, sorry, Paul is writing here. Jesus said the similar thing. Paul is saying here right now, You were once darkness, but now you are the light. Now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You know, you and I are light bearers. People are living in darkness today. Many times when we speak to people, they come with, you know, come with so much of concern and request for prayer in their lives, what is going on in their life. There are people that are unable to sleep in the night. There are people that are totally bound by the power of darkness. There are people that can't do anything that they wanted to do in their lives. They feel that they are so dull, they are not, totally incapable of doing anything. Because of the darkness that prevails in their lives Jesus is calling you and me to build this kingdom to be a lighthouse our light must be seen to the people who are living in this world our light must be seen Jesus said if you can read the scripture in Matthew chapter 5 verses 14 and 16 14 through 16 can you read with me you are the light of the world a city that is set on a high hill cannot be hidden nor do they light a lamp and put it under the basket. Can you read with me? But on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. And Jesus said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. So God is calling us to build lighthouses. Your life can be a lighthouse, your house can be a lighthouse. You know, whenever I drive near our neighborhood, I see in front of house they put a beautiful lighthouse. It's a small lighthouse that's lit every night. Now, I was just always, I think about it, it's not just a lighthouse, I don't know with what understanding they put the lighthouse, but that lighthouse symbolically means so much today for the people who are living in darkness. And you don't need to go really far to find a person who is living in darkness. The person who is sitting next to you in your workplace the person the buyer girl who is sitting next to you in your school in the lecture hall they are going through darkness in their lives and God is calling you to be a light in their lives so how do we build the kingdom of God on the face of this earth what is number two by building lighthouses number three God wants us to build deliverance centers god wants us to build deliverance centers how do we do it how can you do this can you come with me to matthew chapter 8 verse 16 when evening had come jesus was preaching there and they brought here to jesus many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all who were sick when evening came who came there they brought what kind of people they brought all the demon possessed and jesus was preaching there sitting there and jesus cast them out with his word and he healed all the sick number three way God is asking you and me to build His kingdom is by building deliverance centers I'll tell you what does it mean today if you look at the church because today the church is not really caring about those who are you know there are millions of people who are on the face of this year they are demon possessed you may not see them in this nation but if you go to our own nation or you know a couple of other nations you see they are manifesting even in this nation we see at times because the church is not really caring about those who are demon possessed those who are obsessed with demon people are going to exhaust us and people are going to witch doctors for healing today there is a great uh, today there is a great business that is an online business of getting an appointment to talk to witch doctors and when you talk to the witch doctors they will guide you what to do so that you will get out you will you will get relief from the demons there are millions and millions are getting and going to finding help church is not at all caring about such people those who are going through difficulties in their lives And God is calling you and I as a builder of deliverance centers. If church cannot deliver people today from their uh, uh, from their obsessions, from their possessions, who can deliver them? They continue to go. They continue to go. We put the next slide. We see one slide I just put for example. A woman who was possessed by demonic spirits is beaten up. And her hair is pulled. It is every day things are happening in different parts of the world today. Her hair is pulled and beaten up. Thinking that the the demon can can be cast out. My concern is where is church in the whole scenario? Don't we have anything to do for people who are going through? People who are suffering. There are are millions of millions of people who are going through this and who are suffering. And you know what? Church is feeling really shy to talk about such things. And church is fighting over, the, debating over the doctrine of demons. And can church really cast out demons? My question is, if Jesus came to this world and if he was in the business of casting out demons and delivering people, God is calling you and me to build deliverance in this. Can I hear an amen this morning if you believe with me? God wants to use you and me in the kingdom of God To release people from the clutches of the enemy and Jesus did not do any of this Jesus just spoke cast out the demon with the word and we see that demon left him many demons left them you know today God is using his children in this ministry to release people from the darkness mark chapter 16 verses 17 to 18 can you read the scriptures beautiful scriptures that what jesus spoke mark chapter 16 17 and 18 and these signs will follow those who believe those who believe In my name, can you read with me, in my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them, and they will lay hands on the sick, and sick will recover. God wants you and me to build deliverance centers. You know, it's not enough. Church is a good place to be. It's not enough. Church is in a lot of social works. It's not enough. Church provides this benefit, that benefit. There are many other organizations. They do, do, do these things. They provide all these kinds of benefits. More than what we can do. People are coming to church today. Singing that they, thinking that they can get delivered other organizations cannot provide this only church of God only the church that was purchased by the blood of the lamb only the church that Jesus is building today or that church includes that church is none other than you and I only we can bring the deliverance for the people who, those who are suffering Luke chapter 9 9 verses 1 and 2 you know what Jesus did this is what exactly Jesus did and this is what God, God wants you to do Once Asked to do today he called his 12 disciples together and what did he do he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases he sent them out you go into this world into the darkness into the people who are demon possessed and you bring light you bring deliverance to them they don't suffer they don't need to struggle and suffer for the for the demon to come out of their lives God has given authority. God has given the Holy Spirit. God has given us the power. Today, we are not used because we are not in the place where we have demons. Demons are not in the church. There may be. Last week, we talked a couple of weeks before we talked about it. Somebody said that demons can come to church too. It's all possible. But there are hundreds of demons outside. There are hundreds of demons in other areas other parts of the nation and god is calling us god is calling us to go and touch those lives even sitting in your workplace when you start praying in the spirit you will see some movement in somebody else who is sitting next to you because the demon who is sitting inside of him or her cannot be there because you're praying have any of you witnessed this in your life when you go to your workplace, go with prayer. Go with the authority that God has given us. You'll see God is using you. Not for our glory, not for the benefit of anything else, but for the blessing of somebody who is suffering, but for the benefit of someone who is going through difficult times. God wants us to build deliverance centers. We are not talking about building a building, we are talking about building our own lives so that we can be used by God. Amen? Finally, as we are called to build a kingdom how can we build the kingdom of god number four by building hope centers can you say hope center hope proverbs chapter 23 verse 18 reading from niv proverbs 23 verse 18 can you read with me there is surely a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut down you know this morning you may be asking those who are here, or those who are listening to me, you may be asking, Pastor, I am going through a terrible time in my life, and I don't even see deliverance in my own life. How can I be a blessing for somebody? I am broken, I am shattered. What do you want me to do? Is this sermon probably it's not for me? This sermon is maybe somebody in whose life everything is perfect, everything is going all right. I would say you are totally wrong the reason God is breaking you in your brokenness God can use you do you know that do we have any witness here in your brokenness God can use you the same situation that you are going through in your life eh? suddenly God will bring somebody on your way and you will find that person is going through the same thing that what you are going through And you can be a comfort to him or her at that moment you can encourage her saying that you know what you are not alone in this situation even you know what i'm going through but you know what i believe in lord jesus christ i am a child of god and you know what he gives me hope can you say hope Hope. you know hope really means for someone who is really in a hopeless situation Hope that word means so much for somebody who's going through a very hopeless situation. This morning as you hear me, you may be going through that kind of hopelessness in your life. And God wants me to tell you that He is your hope. He is your hope. He is taking you through this situation, this route for a reason. All that God wants you to do is just hold on to Him. Just be patient with Him. Just allow God to work in your life before you jump into something and before you jump into something and take decisions in your life God is telling you this morning just allow God to work do you believe God yes and if we believe God we won't allow God to work in our lives and somebody else's life and you'll see God doing great things in their lives kingdom builders build the hope around us if you are kingdom builders when you go when you touch with the lives, you bring hope. You bring hope to them. You look like hope. Is there any hope here in this house? No. Yes? yes. Who's that? <laughs> All of us. Okay. You know, some point in time we had we had a couple of hopes actually in this church. Thank God we are not lost at hopes, so we still have hope in God. Amen? <clears throat> so God wants us to be hope givers hope builders let people come to us let people come to you thinking that oh my god if i go to her when i come out talking to her for a few minutes what will happen when people come and talk to you for five minutes they really go crazy and they leave from you they really do not know why they came to you and then more bundles of loads of bundles were loaded on you. Now they feel so heavy. Just don't be like that. Give them hope. Give them hope. In your brokenness, you are called by God not to say anything else. But to give them hope, but to give them assurance, Psalm chapter verse 30, verse 5, shall we read this together? If this scripture is for you this morning, those who are going through the difficult time right now, Psalm 30, verse 5, for his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for life. His anger is for a moment. You are in that moment right now, and God is telling you this morning, God's favor is for life, hold on to God. Do not take your step and put it in the right or to the left. Just stay still and see the victory, the deliverance that God is going to give you in your life. And he, say, he says, Psalmist says, Weeping may endure for a night, just for a night that night will just go away you know moms you need—you all need when you handle your children moms and dads so you all need when child is crying crying over the night you look at the clock and see okay just one o'clock and you wait and he, she's not sleeping he's not sleeping wait and wait till the morning night gets over when morning comes soon God is telling you in your life that weeping may endure for a night but joy is coming in the morning just wait for that morning hope motivates people hope strengthens physically and emotionally it infuses joy into your life it 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 allows us to have a healthy relationship healthy life relationship good relationship among us and with god hope also opens your eyes to see the opportunities that god is giving you hope also drives fear out of your life and it helps you to help others and this morning god is calling you as a hope builder as a hope builder I remember, I'll just close with this story. I remember when we were living in in the estates in Kerala, some point of time, there was another field officer who suddenly died because because of brain tumor. And he just left his beautiful wife and two children, two little children, just all alone it was such a great disaster for that family they were not following god in fact they were a little against the work of god and god put that burden in my heart i think i was in 11, 12th grade or just got into university god put that burden in my heart just looking at this family and those two little ones so i called my i can't go alone i couldn't go alone i called my parents you just come with me let's go there and let's do something and my dad said no he may not even allow they may not even allow us inside the house but eventually somehow we got permission and we stepped into their house and it was not welcoming and nobody was speaking to us we just met there met them and then say hi the children were there children were just speechless because mom has been continually crying for 13 15 days now not eating anything totally sick and God wanted us to share his love and communication was a problem I started learning the language because I wanted to communicate with them I started reading the language because I wanted to communicate them with somehow at least with children eventually in a couple of days we could install little hope in their lives children started singing Christian songs religious songs Children started, we gave, gave, gave them a red color New Testament in their hands. They started reading the New Testament. And we told the children, you need to read this out loud for your mom and grand, grand, grandmother. And they started reading. You know what? God started working in their lives. Very soon we see little hope coming in her life. When we went, the next time, then I, after some time I had to go alone and sit with them and talk to them. And we just see, she started paying attention, started listening. And slowly we were praying, you know, thank God eventually, eventually a couple of months later, all three were anointed in the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, God is a good God. When you leave little hope in their lives, you know, hope is very powerful when you just trigger little hope in their lives that's all they need they don't need your preaching they don't need you to lay hands on them and pray just trigger little hope in their lives and hope will start nourishing in their lives and hope will start working in their lives and eventually they will come to lord jesus christ god is calling you as i as builders of hope shall we all arise this morning as we close